You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you once again for a television episode, a random rewatch episode of everybody's favourite TV show about Superman Smallville. Unless you're a Lois and Clark fan, which you're still pretty cool because I didn't mind Lois Clark when I was little. But uh, it's exciting to be back to talk about the season nine, eighth episode, eighth episode that was entitled Idol. Uh, I'm surprised I didn't just uh, build this as Smallville Idol and maybe picked off the, you know, fame of, like, American and Canadian Idol or something along those lines. Uh, but my name is Ben, and they're as real as you and me right now. More real, actually. And despite some flashes of some serious NC-17 violence, really the situation involves clothes coming off. You know, naked. Skin. Skin on skin. Just lots of Skin. And my name's Colin, and Ben tells me the color of his underwear every day. What else is there to know about him? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm glad I went with the one I just went with, actually, because that was my second choice. I was thinking, like, is that too long for me to do that one? Uh, but I went with it, and then underwear's always a good... If, if, yeah, if those teases tell you anything, there's going to be a lot of clothes and a lot of no clothes in this episode. <laughs> well, it involves Lois. We finally get Lois, so that's... Yes! Um, that's pretty good. But uh, yeah, this is, so the night, we've, we've covered pretty much a, a wide bunch of Smallville episodes on this four weeks of random Smallville ones, and uh, we're finally getting a real taste of La- uh, Lois, God, I've got Lana on the brain, um, yeah, very interesting episode. I had no recollection of this episode at all. I think when I did my rewatch, and because I got to, it might have been the last three seasons, I want to say, because I'm pretty sure they've never been shown on Australian TV, or at least I had never seen them until I got them on DVD. And there were a few of these episodes that I would fade in and out on, and it's not to say I didn't like them, it was just, I don't know, maybe I missed the longing days of, you know, Pete and, and Lana and all this kind of stuff, but it definitely felt like an episode that was, it was very different. Like, if you kind of watch this and compared it to some of the other ones we've covered, if you took out the fact that, oh, okay, it's still Tom Welling, um, it's almost like it was a completely different show. Yeah. Well, I mean, the show had kind of made a transition in season eight, and then even more so in season nine here, to be very Lois and Clark-like. It it was a lot of Lois and Clark being paired up, um, and... You know, on top of that, I think the weird thing with this episode is it really did take a break from the main story arc that season, which was about Zod. And it took a break from Clark, it seems. I mean, it's it's basically an all-Lois episode. And the funny thing is, she'd been on the show since season four, and they kept her around because of how popular she was, but she was never really a central character. She always kind of had one or two episodes per year, and this is like, it's as if it's her own spin-off show. So mm. it does feel very different. And I think I mentioned in the last episode that I don't remember this one that well, despite having seen it at least three times, once when it originally aired, once when I got the DVD box set, and then one more time when I watched the entire series through again. And yet, the only thing I really remembered was that they had an episode with the Wonder Twins in it. Um, Now, having said that, there are certain things in this episode that now, you know, I kind of remember. Like, I remember Lois in therapy at one point. I remember the last scene with the glasses and I remember the opening scene, you know, with Lois and Clark naked in the future, <laughs> mostly because we see that almost every single episode in season nine. 
that actually made me do a double take when I started this. I'm like, what? Oh, this is the wrong episode. And I started thinking, I'm like, did I make a fool of myself on air last week when I said this is the Wonder Twins episode? And meanwhile, it's the flash forward into the future naked Lois and Clark. Well, let, let's be honest. We were just transfixed by Tom Willing's abs. I mean, holy <laughs> shit. Um, that really made me put down the uh, fatty sandwich I was eating at that point and go to the gym. <laughs> Um, wow. Um, you haven't finished this episode yet. You're, you're <laughs> recording this right now, sitting on a treadmill. <laughs> I didn't get past it. I was like, oh my God, Jesus, what's going on? <laughs> um, yeah, it was, I, I mean, I enjoyed the thing that I kind of do remember about Smallville. It really did change a lot with the, the whole lowest angle of it, because I always assumed, you know, remember when it first started that Smallville was just going to be the show about, yeah, definitely, Clark growing up and we were never really going to touch on Lois and, you know, the Daily Planet and all this sort of stuff, but it really did sort of switch that over to it. And look, I, I don't really know what the fan reaction was to that amongst the Smallville community, but I mean, was that something that was well received? Did people like that? Or was that kind of like, oh no, you've jumped the shark, you've gone away from the roots, bring back Lana and Pete? No, like people were dying for Lois and Clark at this point, um, especially after season eight. The funny thing was season eight, is that I think for the most part, it's regarded as one of the worst seasons, if not the worst season. And yet the first maybe eight, nine episodes were very well received. And I remember loving it at that point because that was the first season where they focused on Lois and Clark together. Like, this is a really interesting episode because it's the first time where you start to see Lois and Clark getting along. Um, obviously really getting along if you take <laughs> the opening and closing scenes. But... Uh, like, prior to this, like, anybody who's watched the show for seven seasons, for, or for, I guess, you know, four, five, six, and seven, so for the first four seasons, Lois was on there, her and Clark really didn't like each other at all. They were always arguing. They didn't get along. It wasn't even, like, a playful banter. It was honestly like, oh, I can't stand that guy, and oh, he's so gross, and he's like, she's so obnoxious. So season eight transitioned to her and him almost hitting it off a little bit, and it got to a point where it, it's like, you know, they're about to hook up, and then Lana comes back. And honestly, people just, like, threw that right up. And the next couple episodes had Lois written out completely, and those are, like, arguably some of the worst-reviewed episodes of the show. Probably not because the, the quality sucked, but because people didn't want Lana back at that point. So Season 9 really fixed that quickly with this. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's really kind of fascinating to watch this again, just going over from what we've... Uh, already covered with our, our random ones. And I just want to quickly point out, I was going to mention it sort of later in the episode, but Tom Willing, I think, must have taken some acting lessons in between the last uh, few uh, episodes. Because he, he was pretty good. I don't think there was anything in this episode that I could have said Tom Willing bad acting. He actually suited it very, very well. Maybe he just was terrible as a geeky teenager and we needed him to be actually geeky, grown-up Clark Kent. Um, that's, that's where he shines is his acting ability. <laughs> Yeah, no, he was much better. I was looking for those Tom Willing moments in this, and there weren't any. There's a few where it's kind of a little bit flat. But, again, that's part of the charm of him. And maybe it's just, like, he was, what, 23, 24 years old when he debuted as a 15-year-old kid. <laughs> uh, so here, it's it's funny because if you actually think about the age of the character, at this point in Season 9, he should still only be 23 years old, and yet they're playing him and writing him like he's a 30-year-old Superman yeah. already. The only difference is he doesn't have the costume. So maybe that's just what he was more comfortable playing. And Erica Durant's amazing actress. Can I just point that out? She's Is, oh. she, is she Canadian? 
Yeah, she's Canadian. Okay, good. That's why she's an amazing actress. I don't know why we'd point exactly. that out. Exactly. But um, uh, so uh, if I could just start off here on because uh, this is what I've been waiting for: being able to talk about Lois and Erica Durant and how good she is. Um, Smallville for the first three seasons, it was definitely one of my favorite shows. You know, probably my top two, three shows. But I had no idea that they were bringing Lois onto the show. I, I didn't even have internet for the entire summer that the show was off between season three and four. And as soon as the season four premiere started, like it starts with Lois. And before the opening credits started, I'm like, this is the greatest show ever just because of her. Like she is so good. She has so much personality. And in an episode like this, she gets to do something we don't get to see often with Lois. Cause she's more like a comic relief. I think for the most part, like not in a dopey way, but she's just a very funny character. And this is like serious Lois, and we don't get this very often, but she is so good in this episode. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm just actually looking here at her like filmography, and uh, she went on. It was Saving Hope. That's a Canadian show, right? That was kind of what she went in after that. But it's still on. It's in its final season. But yeah, it's a huge show here. It's just interesting that she hasn't really been in a lot of like her movie credits. Really, aren't anything. She was in the Butterfly Effect too. Uh, <laughs> you know, and Sophie and Sheba. What a role that was. Uh, she didn't play either Sophia or, so- or Sheba. She played Natalie or Natalia. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting because, I mean, she's so good and it's just seen, it comes across as natural. You know, it's, it's not like she's really trying hard. And you just all, I mean, you've met her. Is she like that in person? Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny because she was different from what I expected. She was almost a little bit... Maybe it was because it was very early when she was on. I mean, she'd been on small for two or three seasons, but like season eight was the first one where she started to get a substantial role. And I think season eight just started to film and they had maybe only uh, done a handful of episodes at that point. But she almost came across a little bit shy. I mean, not completely shy. I've told you the stories off air. You have. (laughs) she, she, She seemed almost like, you know, a very humble, not timid, but like humble, slightly shy person. And maybe not the type of person who's, like, you know, really into doing interviews and stuff like that. But, like, she was very nice. I mean, very nice. But, (laughs) yeah, I mean, like, completely natural, like you said. Not the type of person who's going to go out there and just put on a show. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just uh, looking here. She did make the FHM 100 Sexiest Women in the World in 2008. Uh, Just 2008. (laughs) Just 2008. She came in at number 15. So, uh... There you go. Couldn't tell you who was 14 or 15, uh, 16, but hey, look, we should have done more research. We're going to talk about this episode, though. Uh, we've talked about it a lot already in terms of the fact that we start off the episode, they're naked in bed. Yay! Um, and look, at this point, I have no idea what the fuck's going on. I'm thinking, okay, well, clearly Lois and Clark are together at this point. Um, but it's clearly yeah. Lois daydreaming. It's a very vivid daydream. Wow, I wish I could have daydreams like that. Um, I mean, we all want a daydream about Tom Welling coming out of our bed with no shirt on. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> Uh, but I, I like the fact that when they're at this, uh, you know, desk and Clark is just there. And did he mention she's been doing that for about 15 minutes? Like if you're at work and you've got somebody yeah. just staring <laughs> off into space, I'm sure she's probably like letting off some soft little, mm, like every now and then or something like that. It takes yeah. you 15 minutes to, to call her out I, on that. That's another one of the moments that I actually really loved, uh, like Tom Welling in because he has this thing where he's, I remember if he spilt his coffee or dropped something, and it's just such a buffoon moment, and it happens that he has that embarrassed look on his face, but then he kind of looks at Lois like, hey, she's going to get a kick out of this, and she's going <laughs> to mock me for this all day, and then she just doesn't even notice. Just a little subtle thing he did that was hilarious. 
uh, this whole sort of scene, I, I like, um, I was my other line I was going to go to with opening was, when I want to talk about it, I'll send a smoke signal. Um, like, obviously, this is going off, so I'm guessing they hooked up or something. What Do you remember what happened here? Because I'm lost at this point when they say something about, oh, I want to, you know, when I want to talk about what happened, and I think Clark brought that up or something. So what happened? Refresh our memories, Colin. Uh, a couple of, like, I think it was a couple episodes before this, um, he had kind of finally gone out with her, and I think that they kissed, like, at the end of the episode, but nothing really happened after that. There was, like, the opening scene you referred to, and it's not just the random sex dream she's having, I mean, it <laughs> is, but <laughs> it, it, there was a point where she actually visited the future and saw this. And she keeps sort of flashing back to this, even though it's kind of been wiped from her memory. So I guess things are kind of mixed up in her head. Like they kind of almost hooked up the previous season and then Lana killed that. And then semi hooked up a few episodes earlier and, you know, future time travel killed that. So this is just the the first of many awkward moments they're going to have throughout the season. Typical Lana. Just typical Lana. Thanks, Lana. God. If you're not killing people, you're ruining relationships. Kristen Crick. Um, <laughs> it's, it, and one thing I mean, I did notice in this episode is there's, there's a lot going on. Like, I think the ones that we've kind of covered already, we've kind of been okay with in terms of following the plot lines and everything. There hasn't really been that continuation of things. This one, there's like everything happening. You know, it's like, oh, this happened in the past. This is happening in the future. Oh, the blur. And oh, we've got the watchtower. Oh, the wonder twins are here. You know, EIEIO. There's like literally everything happening. Um, and all these and yet- things. Coming back to me. The funny thing... Well, the funny thing about that, though, is that that there's so much going on in this episode that connects it to the rest of the season, and yet, other than Chloe, Clark, and Lois, nobody else is in this episode. This is... Mm. It's just like with Thirst... Half the cast isn't even here. Well, I'm glad you brought up Thirst, because don't we want to remember that? Um, it's it's I mean, <laughs> The opening credits, I mean, a lot of that was just a flashback for me, because I'm literally, you know, what, the originals that are only in it, really, are Clark and, and Chloe. I mean, Lois obviously had been in it for a lot longer than the other people, but uh, I'm, I'm the only ones I'm seeing there is, like, oh, there's Oliver Queen. I could not remember for the life of me who the other people were in the opening credits. I'm like, who? 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 <laughs> You don't remember Tess and General Zod? I remember Tess. Like, that took me a bit. But the, I, I couldn't remember that General Zod was kind of like a major character. I, I It just kind of took yeah. me a, a little bit to sort of, like, click. Um, well, it, but was, yeah. it was kind of weird with Zod in this season because they wrote him in, you know, at the end of the previous season. And then it's just it's always weird when you tune into a new show and you watch the opening credits and there's a name of somebody you've never seen on the show before it's mm-hmm. like well i guess they're gonna be a major character you know but the funny thing is they have him in the opening credits and yet i swear he appeared in less than half of the episodes this season like they didn't necessarily use him he was great on the show for what he was on but they didn't use him as much as they could have and can i just point out i think we we established this in one of our episodes about just how attractive people are in smallville um, I just I love the fact that all major characters or all people that are involved in this world are basically models. Um, you know, yeah. it's, uh, I've seen Man of Steel. Zod really wasn't that attractive. Um, so, Even like, the intergalactic Hitler is like male model worthy. Yes, don't we just want to live in that world where like the ugliest person still would probably get laid more often than you and I have in our lives combined um, in a weekend probably um so it's just anyway we can the dream. wonder twins have their own calendar yeah. in this universe <laughs> well I, I will say that uh, i i wouldn't mind a bit of the wonder twins at least half of them uh, you can guess which one uh, <laughs> 
based on my Tom Welling comments this episode so far, you might be swaying to a certain direction. But uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> Lois and Clark go to the basement and there's a box of men. <laughs> what was Lois's line there? I, I forgot to write it down, but it was so good. Is it, is it, that's what I call a scoop or something like that? Like, something else like oh this must be for me oh i wish i could remember the episode oh, was, it, was, it, was it the christmas one where she's talking about where she unwraps the presents and then wraps them up or something or no no it was before that so when she opened it up she's like yeah she's like i can't even remember what it was but it was just hilarious <laughs> I go do... back and watch it people you'll laugh with us exactly just, just unfreeze the tom welling shirtless scene fast forward a little bit there's more stuff that happens in this episode i i, I love the fact that again I've worked in a newspaper. I know what it's like to work for a newspaper. Maybe not for a city as big as Metropolis. I did work one in Hobart. But, like, the excitement levels that they happened in this, like, all of a sudden, we never got a de- box delivered of half-naked men covered in drugs. <laughs> I mean, that's... And I love how they're so casual about it. Would you not if you open a box, like, ah, there's men in there! Like, oh, are you okay? What's going on? They just kind of stare at it, like, oh, that's what you call a scoop. <laughs> Just being douchey to these. And are they legitimately cops? Is this explained? Like, why is this a thing? I don't even remember. Again, this is what we were talking about earlier in the episode, how I didn't really have a huge recollection of this going in, even though I'd seen it three times. And as I'm watching this episode, I mean, there's things I've already forgotten about. It. It's, it's funny because it's a good episode, but there are a lot of things that just... Maybe it's because there's so much crammed in here. It's like, I don't know why those cops were there. It didn't really make any sense to me. Well, basically, from this point on, they're, they're what then led outside and the giant... Uh, the S symbol is on uh, the building next to the plant. Does it actually have a name or am I being completely unintelligent? Well, the shield. The shield, yes, the Superman thank you. shield. Superman but, I mean, technically, it's the Kryptonian symbol for hope. So. All right. Of course it is. Uh, we all know that. Um, but this is this is with... does know that except for you, Ben. Yes, exactly. A huge Superman fan, clearly. I, I, I do. I love Superman, <laughs> but I know all the mythologies behind it. But it's it's um it's interesting because I I actually forgot the whole plot line with the blur. Like that was like massively flooding back to me. No, but, but this is this is what I've seen. I've probably only seen it once in these later seasons. But that's as soon as that I saw that and I kept hearing the blur. It, like click. I'm like, oh, that's right, the blur. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it started as the Red Blue Blur, yeah. which was, like, the worst name. And I can't imagine how painful it would have been for the cast to have to recite Red Blue Blur every week. <laughs> but to even change it to the Blur, it's just, it always bothered me. Like, come up with another name. Call him the Shield. Call him anything. But the Blur. <laughs> I hated that. Was it a, was that, a, like, a Superman thing in the comics? Or was that just something Smallville came up with? I think Smallville came up with it to avoid saying Superman. Because there was that whole thing, wasn't there, that the creators always said it was like the no cape, no fly policy or something, wasn't no it? No white, no tights, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which they kind of what broke in the last scene of the whole thing, but I guess that kind yeah. of, that's allowed you to do. To, yeah. And I mean, again, greatest ending, I will say, maybe in all TV shows history, that was just mm-hmm. iconic. Um, but so from there, basically, uh, we are what? Lois is in therapy. Am I missing anything there? There's something about the DA in there, wasn't there? Or No, I'm just reading my notes. Uh, she had some rivalry with the DA. Yep. Which we'll get to him, but Lois in Lois in therapy now. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's um, kind of interesting. He plays so sincere. Like in past seasons, this would have been like absolutely hilarious. And I'm not saying that there's not funny moments in here, but like this is what I was talking about. Like she's so sincere in it, you actually feel for her. 
But, like, there are so many ways I could see them playing this for laughs another season. The way that the Lois and Clark relationship was in past seasons. Lois is here in therapy because she did have a sex dream about Clark. <laughs> and it literally disturbed her to the point where it's like, I need to be committed. Like, this is this is repulsive to me. Well, look, if I have a sex dream about Clark, I'm not going to therapy. Uh, I'm writing that in my dream journal and reading it every night. Uh, so, I don't know what's wrong with you, Lois. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, my my membership to the Middle Age Gay Men's Club is really showing in this episode. <laughs> it's uh, it, I, I, it's a great scene, and the therapist she's very British. Um, but look, yeah. uh, you know, uh, she's I love in TV shows how therapists are so knowledgeable and solve everyone's problems. It's just perfect, isn't it? Like, <laughs> don't know if you've ever seen a therapist, Colin. Doesn't usually work that way. Uh, <laughs> but did I just admit I've seen a therapist in my life before? <laughs> it's for hosting podcasts that no one I- listens to. No one listens. What's what going the on? Therapist, therapist British? Uh, no, I've never seen a British therapist. God, how many have I seen? Um, Did your therapist ask you about Tom Walling's sex dreams? Yeah, well, we we both had had them, so we both shared our memories. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so <laughs> we shared our dream journals uh, with each other. Um, do you have a dream journal, Colin? Uh, <laughs> I'm not sharing it with you. Has <laughs> anyone you ever had one? Uh, do you read Jamie's uh, all about those hunky men dot com? Or you know, she yeah. doesn't. She doesn't need a dream journal. She lives her dreams by a you know, wallpaper and a laptop. <laughs> it, it's all on the computer for everyone to see. <laughs> yeah. We're getting sidetracked already. Uh, <laughs> I do love because uh, obviously the blur calls Lois a lot on the phone. Not yeah. just, you know, whatever, but her <laughs> ringtone, Bonnie Tyler, I need a hero. That is, <laughs> that is so good. I love that. I need well, a hero. Like, again, if if you're a really big Smallville fan, that's another one of those moments that gives you a bit of a laugh just because Lois's taste in music is basically 80s. Uh, and it's one of those things that... Uh, there is another moment in this where um, uh, I, I made mention of it in my notes that... Often the actors' real ages come out where you think that they bring certain things into the character, like Lois always listening to White Snake and doing karaoke in one episode to Joan Jett and, you know, having Bonnie Tyler as her ringtone and things like that. And then she had, oh, it was the one here where she talked about we were remembering eight tracks and rotary phones. And I'm like, look, I- I'm. I'm older than these characters are supposed to be, and I barely remember those things. And and if I remember it, it's more like you know digging up a box in the basement. What is this eight track? You know, <laughs> but the, it's just those moments where it's like the actors' ages are clearly showing here. It was the one thing that actually, and I'm seeing here this aired in 2009, and I was kind of like when they start in this episode talking about Twitter and Facebook, I was kind of like, was Smallville still around when they were really a thing? And like obviously, it was kind of tailing off into the beginning of both wasn't it you know facebook wasn't yeah well yeah yeah i think facebook maybe was like a year or two into being popular but i mean tv shows don't adopt those things that quickly Uh, you know these are businesses in in one sense and you don't want to mention that you know back in these days twitter it must have been very new for it very much so but I, i yeah and i felt in this episode the amount of times they mentioned facebook and twitter was almost like somebody at the network said listen we're losing our younger viewers. I want you to throw <laughs> Facebook and Twitter in there every third line. Well, it's kind of like obviously watching it now in 2017 to date this podcast. It's, it, I mean, it doesn't, again, you just blink over it because, I mean, that's just a common occurrence. That's just, that's just life. Uh, whereas, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I was more confused, like, 
Yeah, hang on a second. Were they a thing? And I mean, they, unless they just create, like, you know how everyone has these things now about the Simpsons predict the future. You never had the Smallville predicts the future. They created Facebook and Twitter <laughs> before they normally were Normally in TV shows, normally in TV shows, by the time they got around to mentioning MySpace, it was already not cool. <laughs> yes. So for them to adopt it this quickly, like, they're really, they're really, you know, uh, on the ball here with their youth culture. It's really dated TV shows that still mention MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> and I still say, Justin Timberlake has screwed it up even more. Like, come on, I've been to MySpace recently. It's not the same as it used to be. Uh, the one bad thing anyone can ever still? say about Justin Timberlake is that he bought MySpace and screwed it up. <laughs> That was even possible. Uh, so, yes, she's in therapy. She doesn't answer the Blur's call. Um, and then we basically go to the Watchtower, which I forgot its name until it was mentioned in this episode. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, again, is Chloe... We I think we talked about this, didn't we, about how we both kind of found Chloe annoying, but this is grown-up Alison Mack. Um, and yeah. Very attractive, Alison Mack, I would say. Um, you, you met her, didn't you? Was she one of the ones you met as well? No. She cancelled last minute. She's Bitch. coming back here in October, though. So, you know, well, thanks. Now you just wrecked her opportunity of getting in October. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't listen to this, let's be honest. If she does, uh, I was referring to um, somebody else, Alison. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, see, I wish in- we had uh, just. I wish we did have Justin Hartley on this episode because I did meet him and I got a really funny story with him. Well, something about abs with him. Like, Jesus. Stop talking about <laughs> men's abs, all right, Ben? Like, just just get back on with the episode. Stop being transfixed by them. Uh, so we're in the Watchtower. We're learning about the fact that there's imposters pretending to be the Blur. The Blur has a blog. That's maybe the one line that Tom Welling said that I was like, oh, okay. The acting hasn't improved there. The Blur has a blog. Um, <laughs> I'm not a brand. The one I just want to point out. This is going to be shown. I don't know what this says about me. The fact that I called this out as a mistake when Chloe says you have ten thousand friends on Facebook. Ten thousand. You can't have yeah. ten thousand friends on Facebook. The limit is five thousand. I'm sure she meant a page. She has. T- he has ten thousand likes. Uh- <laughs> but was that the way it was in two thousand nine? I think it's always been a thing. Like I think they've always capped it at five thousand. So. Um, yeah, because I, I clearly I always have to turn friend requests down because I have so many. Uh, so that's why <laughs> that's why I know about the limit. So they're basically saying that we've got people. There's people out there pretending to be the blur and uh, getting attention for it. They've got a blog because you know clearly Clark Kent doesn't know how to use a blog or anything along those lines. Lol, today saved a cat from the tree. Um, hashtag being a hero. Um, (laughs) apparently this is a bad thing because uh clark says you know oh we can't have these people going out there is it a bad thing if you've got people out there actually saving people's lives and doing things is that just clark being a bit arrogant because they don't have kryptonian powers i mean again we live in a world where the meteor shower created like everything so how do they know that all those meteor shower freaks aren't all bad and there are some good ones out there like clark well, I mean, in all fairness, 22 weeks out of the year, he encounters nothing but bad people infected by <laughs> kryptonites. <laughs> but at the same time, at this point, they kind of have the loose Justice League. So, you know, he's working with the Flash and the Green Arrow and Cyborg and Aquaman on a weekly basis and Hawkman even earlier in this season. So, I mean, he should be a little bit more open to these people, but... Uh, um, yeah, it's the Wonder Twins. Like, what can we say? Like I said earlier, the Jar Jar Binks of the Superman universe. 
<laughs> I think he's just very like, he's like, no, that's my brand. No one can steal my brand. Like, it's all me. It's all about you, Clark. It's all about you. Um, again, please stop me if I'm skipping over anything you want to talk yeah. about. I'm just going all over the place here. We see a random guy with diamonds. Is this a random guy? Do we know who this is at all? Well, there was a random guy with diamonds? Uh, in the, in the limo that the, the cougar appears on and then the, the Wonder Twins. Oh, yeah. Do we, is he anybody or... <laughs> I don't know. Um, um, I don't remember. <laughs> random and guy. Again, this is my favourite show of all time. <laughs> Clearly, it's showing. Uh, <laughs> the best actor in this entire episode is in this scene, though. The limo driver, who gives a nod when the guy with the diamond says, like, let's go over here, see, and do something bad. Um, and the limo... <laughs> The limo driver's nod. Seriously, go back and watch it. It is the worst acted nod ever. I swear that was like his 17th take. At, okay, random actor, your uh, scene right now is to nod in agreement with the guy in the back seat. It's terrible. How can you say an actor is bad when all he's doing is nod? This is worse than Tom Welling. I was going to put up the hired goons that drag Lois across the roof as the worst <laughs> actors of the episode. <laughs> We're going to have a fight here. We need to put a pull up. We do. Who's the worst actor in Idol? <laughs> but we get, a, we get a cougar on the car, um, not Courtney Cox. Uh, is... I just want to say, go back and watch it if you can in slow-mo, but if not, just watch it normally. There are moments where this cougar moves. The moment where it appears on the hood of the car is not <laughs> one of them. You are seeing a stuffed yes. cougar, and yet it's <laughs> But it's a good solid four or five seconds of the thing not moving at all and is clearly like a taxidermy project from somebody on sets. I noticed that too. When I kind of was watching it, I was thinking like, what, they're scared of a fake cougar? Like, what the hell is this going on here? And then it's moving again. I yeah, I forgot this. So when it jumped up there, my first thought was, it's like, what is that stuffed dummy of a cougar doing on the hood? Like, it took me a couple of minutes to realize, wait, the Wonder Twins, that was a bad effect. <laughs> The thing, the thing that I like, it it kind of reminded. I don't know how much of a Michael Jackson fan you are, but it reminded me of the uh, black and white film clip uh, at the end with the extended version when he turns into a panther. I believe it's kind of that set piece with him on a car and he's like masturbating. If you ever want to see Michael Jackson masturbating, uh, look up the black and white uh, full film clip. Your your eyes will be opened. But um, yeah, so we meet the Wonder Twins. Um, here they are. They're basically. <laughs> Saving the world from evil guys in limos with diamonds and terrible limo driver actors. Um, I just don't know what the hell the point of this is. I've written here, sexy girl blur couple. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Do you forget why you wrote that? I just straight away thought, oh, she's hot. Um, (laughs) But And then they cause a blackout, basically, by stopping this guy. Um, So that's a bad thing. Here's another question again, and that's a bad thing, I guess. But are they the ones responsible for that incredible logo on the side of the building? I don't. Is that ever explained? Because I mean, that kid's the the boy half of it, um, the yeah. Wonder Twin. He's, he's like S on the top of the limo. Doesn't look as good as that one on the the it's building. Terrible. <laughs> so like these guys are like the really really bad taggers, you know that. All the good taggers who do their stuff on the side of the building are ashamed of saying, lay off our real estate. Like, that's just, it's, it, it didn't make any sense to me. Like, are there multiple people out here taking credit for the blur? Because in this episode, it seems to only tell us that it's the one. I'm just looking here. The limo driver is Ivan Petrovich, uh, drug kingpin. <laughs> 
Yep. <laughs> Definitely was Ivan Petrovic. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, okay. So <laughs> clearly I was not paying attention to the episode when I'm reading here on Smallville Wiki what actually was said in this bit. It says here, the two, very proud of their work, discussed their mistake with the cops in the box. Uh, <laughs> the girl... Yes, they Yeah, they did. The girl, Jaina, brings out her cell phone to take pictures while Zan, her brother, jumps on top of the car and begins to mark with the house of El Crest. They interrupt it when the electric cables fall over and cause an explosion, knocking out all the power in Metropolis. Why does this tiny little booth of electricity in a dark alley in Metropolis cause a citywide blackout? All the way to the Daily Planet. Exactly. The Daily Planet has no backup generators, too. <laughs> like, the the number one newspaper in the world, from what we understand in the Smallville universe. And if their power goes out, nobody gets the news. And and these, is, is drug kingpin Ivan Petrovich dead? Like, did the Wonder Twins kill these two people? Like, is that ever explained? Did, did Lana get anywhere near him? <laughs> it was Lana. Did, sure Murdering <laughs> bitch, she did it. I, I love how, like, the, when we get the next bit, when they're, they're there at the scene and, what, the DA's, like, doing a massive speech. Again, as somebody who's worked at a newspaper, I've been to sort of crime scene areas before, and how Lois and Clark literally walk up to this limo, there's no police tape, there's nobody stopping them, and they just literally can walk up to it and look at it straight away. Police do not like journalists that much to let them get that close, all right? Of all the things that apparently is unrealistic in this episode, I'm talking about the journalism part. <laughs> We're going to replace our Tom Welling's bad acting of the week, which because at this point he's a really good actor, he especially is, he when is. his shirt's off, right? Damn. But... We're going to replace that with our segment of the week, which is Ben criticizes Smallville journalism. <laughs> the <laughs> journalism portrayed is so unrealistic. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. All right, it is. <laughs> but uh, meanwhile, while they're at this crime scene, I love how Lois is like in the background of the DA, like, you know, ripping shit into him when he's like live on TV <laughs> doing a press conference. Um, but then, meanwhile, nobody just happens to notice Clark lifting up a giant metal beam, finding yeah. the phone. Why does people not see this? Like, he's <laughs> that thing is not light. And he's just like, la da 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 oh, I hear a phone ring. Oh, there it is. <laughs> like, oh, that's just a random noise, journalist. Too? The noise? Like, that thing deafening. Yes. <laughs> it's funny because... My wife doesn't usually criticize anything to do with Smallville because she loves it as well. But even she's like, how is nobody noticing him lifting this thing up? <laughs> you know, the world's media is there talking to the DA, but they just all happen to turn around. There's another scene actually in this. Like, you think I'm joking about, like, journalists and the way they do it. There's literally a scene later on when it comes to Lois falling off the building when the world's media is there filming her, but yet when she lands, they're all gone. <laughs> Hold on. I have to... We're going to jump ahead to that. We're going to do our typical thing and just jump all over the episode here. Why not? You've already seen it, everybody. Listening. Yeah, come on. Um, the guy who comes to Clark, and he's like, Clark, you got to come see this. Grab the camera. <laughs> Lois is about to die. And he's like, stop, get a camera. We have to film this. That's how it happens in newspapers. One of your journos is about to die. Quick, get a camera. <laughs> ben was once falling off of a building from... The skyscrapers in Hobart. And it was like, get your cameras, get your cameras, Ben's about to fall. I love the fact that you think there's skyscrapers in Hobart. You're cute. Uh, (laughs) Do you call a 10-story building a skyscraper? (laughs) That's a New York uh, suburban house. (laughs) Anyway. Can we... uh, 
Can we move on to the Wonder Twins for a second? Oh, of course, go for it. Go for the Wonder Twins. Okay. Um, so, I don't know. Are, are you at all familiar with the old Super Friends animated show from, like, no, the 70s and no 80s? No, I did. Not a okay. single click. Except for your picture, I'm guessing, uh, of yeah. are they the Wonder Twins. Is that a blue... What is that, a monkey? What the hell is that? That's a monkey, which, by the way, is the back of uh, Jaina's phone case in this episode, uh-huh. is the monkey from the animated series. Of course it And is. it's even uh, the ringtone for Zan is the monkey laughing or whatever. <laughs> okay, so... For anybody who doesn't understand why this episode is funny to have these Wonder Twins in it, in the 70s, they developed a Justice League animated series. And of course, Justice League sounded too aggressive. So they said, let's call it the Super Friends. Because <laughs> every kid who watches superheroes wants to watch the Super Friends. Is that on that out By TV the- there in Canada that we were talking about on the brink? <laughs> Super Friends! <laughs> It might be, but, um, but no, like the show got to be pretty good, but like the early seasons, they were just trying all these weird things and, um, they brought these two characters on the Wonder Twins who actually became like cult favorite characters, probably for the wrong reasons, like they're Jar Jar Binks, you know, of, of the DC universe. And it was two teenagers that when they touched each other, these brother and sister, when they touched what? each other, their Wonder Twin powers activated and it's this, look at this episode. It's not even explained in this episode, but it's the most bizarre powers ever. She can turn into any animal, and he could turn into any type of form of water. Which, in the end, Which we all want to do. Exactly. <laughs> What's in here? Do you, episode, what power do you want to turn into water? <laughs> I don't know why that, like, if you can come up, they're coming up with an original character for the animated series. These aren't comic characters. Like, we need teenager characters for the kids. So let's come up with any power you want. You could do anything in the world. They're like, let's box ourselves in here. She can turn into any animal, and he can turn into a firm form of water. So every episode, I swear, is something like, Wonder Twin Powers activate! Form of a lion! Shape of an ice sled! Or ice helicopter! Or ice bulldozer! Oh, ice bulldozer! Yes! <laughs> and that's like, it's like every, you could just you know, do an entire episode. What is our bad power of the week from Zan? He has to form ice into something. The, the thing that, like, I didn't get, because I, I didn't know any of that. So when they, like, do the whole high five thing and they're like, what are they, powers activate? I'm like, is this Power Rangers? Like, am I watching the right show? Like, it just seems so cheesy. And, like, the way you describe it, a brother and sister, when they touch each other, the powers get activated. <laughs> Does it doesn't no, matter where they point. touch each other? Like, if they touch each other in a certain place, do they get more powerful or something? Well, I think they actually have rings or something like that. Oh, okay. It's like, but, like, it's funny that they use that in this touch episode. Touch my the, ring. You know, the, <laughs> they say, like, powers activate or something in this. But in the cartoon, it was always Wonder Twin powers activate, and then they would touch their each other's or whatever. <laughs> touch, each other's, touch each other's rings. But here's the, the, the worst thing about this, okay, is that when my brother and I discovered this show, um, the, there is like an animated channel called Teletoon here, and they launched a channel called Teletoon Retro, which we were, I think, how old were we, 18 and 20 years old when this channel launched, and we're like, this is so cool, we can watch Inspector Gadget and stuff like this, so we're grown men now, if you want to call us grown men, and every single day at 11 o'clock at night, we would watch the Super Friends. And it was kind of like a bad, like, guilty pleasure. Like, oh my goodness, this show's so bad, I have to see it. 
And we would often imitate the Wonder Twins, you know, and joking around. We'd always, Wonder Twin power is active! <laughs> Do the lame fist thing together. But he brought up to me a year into doing this that every time we did it, I would do in a high-pitched voice, Wonder Twin Powers, activate! And then I'd go into form of a lion cub. <laughs> he's like, I don't understand why your voice changes, because then I'll go back to Wonder Twin Powers, deactivate! Wow. Wow. I met your brother, and you did not do that when I was with him. <laughs> I'm well, disappointed. We don't do it anymore. <laughs> I'm so disappointed. But yeah, like... There's my embarrassing Wonder Twins story there. But it was all done in mocking, I'll just say. Like, not 18 and 20-year-old guys sitting there, Yeah, let's be the Wonder Twins! Sadly, I can say I do not have a sad uh, Wonder Twins story to share about me and my sister. Uh, (laughs) So, (laughs) can't quite go there. Um, Wow. I I mean, if they don't say that, do they not activate their powers? If they just touch each other... Oh, wait, no, they're not activated. We didn't say the line! They always have to say it. I mean, and it was kind of cool because it's funny because my brother didn't really watch. He watched Smallville in the early seasons because we had one TV in the house, you know, and <laughs> we're watching Smallville. I'm watching it every single. Yeah, exactly. It was what I would watch. And I don't think he ever watched a single episode after, you know, season four. I remember season five, we were working completely different shifts. We were living together and I would watch on my own. He never even cared. But yet I remember him saying, oh, I watched the, the an episode of Smallville with the Wonder Twins. So maybe like the Wonder Twins still to this day, he's like, oh, those Wonder Twins are coming back to Smallville. I'm going to watch it for the first time in five years. But if you watch it, they're barely in this episode. You, you, like they you have ne- like maybe three scenes. You need to get back together with him and just uh, get some old memories of being the Wonder Twins. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, I, I just, I mean, so they don't appear in any other episodes, do they? This is like their only appearance. Yeah, this is it. Wow, wow, so wow! So kidding. much more that we didn't see here with these people. Like, what's going on? Uh, so the the girl. But yeah, like the funny thing this is what I was uh, trying to say is that and I got sidetracked eating. Sorry. <laughs> um, the funny thing with the Wonder Twins is that. They play up so much to those classic characters. Like, you tell they wanted the audience to recognize it. They have the weird monkey that was their sidekick. They have them wearing purple, you know, which is like, as you can tell from my profile pic, the way their pictures are. They have the powers activate. But yet they use them in only three scenes. So I just wonder why they went to such great lengths to make you remember the Wonder Twins from the classic animated show and then not even use them in this episode. Hmm. I have I I couldn't tell you because I'm staring at Alison Scagliotti right now who is here. <laughs> <laughs> she, Can we just she... have a big Ben's uh, creepy <laughs> <laughs> getting close to middle aged guy trolling young girls? <laughs> hey, she's only three years younger yeah. than me, so that's okay. What's <laughs> uh, the time? <laughs> well, she's I don't well, think I her age changes, not- Colin, over the years. I mean she's still three years younger than me no matter what age she is. That's <laughs> <laughs> how stupid that is. That's not what I meant. <laughs> no, I when meant I was sixteen you- she was actually eight. It just catches up At after this a while. Episode, and she's maybe like seventeen, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, so in this yeah. episode she was nineteen, so still legal. Uh- <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I was checking her out, too. But oh, oh, it's okay. You're older than me. Oh, dirty perv, disgusting, married. I'm I, not looking for a future wife, Ben. Who said anything about wife? I'm just, I'm just lonely, all right? One night would be fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this week on Ben Gets a Restraining Order. 
thing of Alice's Gagliotti on Twitter or t- Tinder right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, look, you know, if I'm in, uh, where's she from? Monterey in California. Next time I'm there, I'll jump on twi- on Tinder. Uh, <laughs> she's got Twitter. Um, 107,000 followers on Twitter. She's pretty popular. She's in a band. Wow. Let's <laughs> also say the guy who plays the boy, Zan, he was, I guess, a pretty big star at the time because I don't know if you ever watched the show. Another one of my guilty pre- pleasure shows from uh, growing up, Seventh Heaven. It was like a cheesy family sitcom. No, I, I know it, but I've never seen it. Okay. Like, he was on that show, and that show was the biggest show in the history of, like, the CW slash WB. It had bigger ratings than Smallville all the way up until it was canceled for 10 years. And he had just come off of that show, I guess, a few years earlier. And, you know, he's also, I don't know if you ever watched the Look Who's Talking movies, but he oh, played yeah, yeah. the older boy in Look Who's Talking Now, the one with the dogs. And he, you know, was in Phenomenon. Like, this is a, a guy I had seen in a lot of stuff, and I think a lot of people were familiar with by the time this episode came out. Coming soon to the Oz Network, the Looky, Look Who's Talking franchise uh, movies. <laughs> as well as Inspector Gadget. Can we do Inspector Gadget, at least the movie? Uh- <laughs> Yeah, we should. We got to do Matthew Broderick. Absolutely, and, and Michelle Trachenberg too. Please, come on. Uh, <laughs> she's wow. I'm glad she hasn't been in anything we've watched yet. Um, can we do Harriet the Spy? The pretty <laughs> British guy that played Claw, the most oh, it, intimidating, it, like Bond villain. Is it Rupert Everett? Is is that Rupert Everett? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, and um, is it, it Love and, him and everything else? Andy wow, Dick's in that yeah. too, isn't he? The the annoying little um. God, that's a good movie. <laughs> 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 no one's ever uttered the words. God, Inspector Gadget's a good movie, except the Oz Network. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Matthew Bro- small, Bill. Like we, we get excited over Matthew Broderick, Brendan Fraser. Like we're really bringing your '90s memories back, and I guess Matthew Broderick's back in the oh. '80s. He's not just '90s, so he just doesn't grow <laughs> up. He doesn't age. <laughs> We'll create the spin-off show, Oz 90s. Yeah, Oz Broderick and Oz Fraser, coming soon. <laughs> to the... Meanwhile, on Oz Welling, uh, we are talking about Idol. <laughs> that would be the shortest podcast series in the history of the world. Let's cover the career of Tom Welling. Okay, we've done Smallville, that's it. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Hashtag bring back Tom Welling. <laughs> yeah. What are we, where are we up to? The Wonder Twins are touching each other. Um, <laughs> the blackout. And Clark gets between them. <laughs> Ooh, kinky Clark. <laughs> <laughs> He's always wanted to do a brother and sister. What? Uh, right, so Lois is on a typewriter, is she not, at this point? Um, I don't know where I'm up to in this episode. I've lost my nose. Let's just talk about all the best moments here. Lois being thrown off a building. How good was that? <laughs> good. All right, that's the episode. Thanks for listening to Dolls Network. Now, here we go. Uh, so, yeah, Lois is on a typewriter. Uh, and then, <laughs> this is I where, we, this is where we find there. the underwear quote. The underwear quote. This is it right here. Because, yeah. it, like, you, why, why? I just want to point that out. In all seriousness, when Clark's like, you tell me the color of your underwear every day. How does that conversation go about, like, morning, Clark? Morning, Lois. How's your day? Good. Oh, I'm wearing pink underwear today. Right. Oh, good. Do you want a coffee? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but it's just one of the many reasons why Lois is my favorite character in the history of television. But on that, actually, in all seriousness, I had a friend who um, she had underwear that had the days of the week on it. 
Um, and I, I will admit, I'm going to be honest right now, I own underwear with the days of the week on it. They come in very handy. What? You're like, what day is it today? Tuesday. I'll wear my Tuesday underwear. But like, so oh, I would... thought, I was looking at it from a different direction. I thought it's like, oh, do I need to change this today? Oh, this says Monday. It's already <laughs> Saturday. Oh, man. How long have I had these things on? Well, that happens sometimes, but... <laughs> <laughs> So I'd be out with my friend and we'd be like, I don't know, somewhere. And she would go to the bathroom. She'd come back to you. She'd always say the same thing to me. You know, today, Ben, it's Tuesday. And I'm like, oh, how do you know that, Kelly? Oh, I just went to the toilet and saw my underwear. (laughs) Maybe you should just show me. Uh, No, I'm (laughs) That's why I have no friends. I'm always asking to see their underwear. (laughs) Is she like... A lonely cat lady housewife or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to speak ill will of my friend. Uh, she's actually, she lives in Canada. Well, she just moved from Canada. She's funnily enough, the one we were talking about on Off the Podium is about to move to Korea. So she's lived in Canada. She's now moving to Korea. Um, so that's why, because she just needs to know you what know the what day's week. She needs to start labeling her underwear with a country of origin. <laughs> yeah. or you know that I'm in Canada today. <laughs> It's like, where am I? Takes a look at the tag. Switzerland, that's it. <laughs> um, okay. All right. So this is basically the point where uh, the DA douche guy um, has called a press conference, essentially saying that we are going to try and reveal the blur. Uh, reveal yourself. I'm going to have a press conference at this day. That doesn't open up any possibility of the trolls going to like get on the stage. Lol, I'm the blur. I'm the blur. No, I'm the blur. Like, what a stupid idea. <laughs> and then obviously we get Lois back in therapy with that poor girl crying and she walks in. Do you want to know the secret? It's all your parents' fault. <laughs> <laughs> I do like and that that's scene. That's the lowest that we know from other episodes. Um, <laughs> so this is basically... So is this roundabout where Lois has worked out, isn't it, that Clark and the Blur are the same person, if I'm not mistaken? In the episode? Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> no, in the movie. <laughs> yes, the episode. <laughs> well, because his voice comes on the phone. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, apologies to our listeners. We really are getting distracted more so than we have had. There's so much going on in this episode it's hard to keep up so uh look i'm just gonna go over the episode opens with tom welling (laughs) in bed it's hard to keep track of what you're talking about okay so the uh we're gonna start again the episode begins with uh meteorites falling on smallville uh we meet clark kent (laughs) he's shirtless in bed oh no what happens in every episode Um, so yeah, I'm going to jump over here and go over a few things here. So once I finish, Colin, you just please save me. Somebody save me with some of your, um, your witty knowledge. So basically at this point, Lois finds out, at least she thinks so. Then she, uh, the blur doesn't show up to the press conference because Lois gets on stage and gives a fantastic speech, which is good. I like that bit. Uh, from there, she returns back to the Daily Planet. There's a rose on her desk. Meet me on the roof. Why not? She thinks it's going to be the blur or Clark or both and whatever. She's going to have a threesome with all of them. But it's a DA. And for some reason, he's gotten access to a building so easily. Again, it's not that easy to get into a newspaper offices. All right, I worked in one. You needed security clearance. Uh, and she can get on the roof. It supposedly is thrown off the roof by, as Colin said, the worst actors in this episode. I might argue it is a limo driver. We can go over that. Uh, hashtag team limo driver. And then she's thrown off the roof. And then everybody's interested about this woman dangling off the building. The world's media is there. Clark gets to the roof. And is this the point where he will reveal himself as a blur to Lois? 
And basically, it just it proves that Clark at this point is willing to let Lois die, sort of. Um, <laughs> Lois falls. There has, happens to be a bunch of fog that has appeared everywhere. The media is fucked off. And then before we know it, Clark's down at the bottom. He claims he's taken the elevator. Lois goes off at Clark. The phone rings. Uh-oh, it's the blur. It's not really Clark. What the hell is going on? I don't know. Colin, t- disgust. <laughs> All right, so the goons <laughs> on the roof. <laughs> um, I never noticed this until I watched this. This is past time. But if you look at them, like, they don't speak, and they're only on screen for, you know, a couple of shots. But it was as if, you know, when you get these extras, they're not going to bring them in for an audition and say, show me what you would look like if you were trying to kill somebody and throw them off the roof. <laughs> you know, they would probably just get, like, headshots of these people say, hey, he looks scary. <laughs> it honestly looks like they got headshots for these guys. Like, I want you to show us what you would look like if you're about to throw somebody off the roof. And then when they filmed, they didn't tell these guys that this is a motion picture because they have the same expression <laughs> from one scene to the next. It's just the same like weird, scary face that never changes on them. It's just so awkward. That's the headshots that they literally had uh, when they handed it to the <laughs> casting director. Keep that face the entire time. <laughs> They just digitally put it on bodies of better <laughs> actors. Yes. Uh, anything else to add oh, to I this entire sequence? Yeah. I mean, I talked about a lot. There is a lot going on. Yeah, you covered half of <laughs> I'm like, that's it? <laughs> wow. You really don't care much of this episode. Oh, yeah, whatever. Move on. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, the fog thing's hilarious and... Um, what is that? Where does that come from? Like, Can we not well, discuss the weather it's patterns a, on Metropolis? A, Random fog. It's a f- it's a form of water. That's a, the thing that's not explained at all. So this, that is literally what it is. It's one of the Wonder Twins has created yeah. the mood. Oh, okay. That makes sense now. I was just like yeah, wondering what the hell is with this fog. But now, of course, the great power of being able to turn into water. So basically, Lois is falling through a young teenage boy at that point. That makes sense. <laughs> Which part of that is like, oh. how can he spread himself that much? Like, whoa. <laughs> He really did touch it's, his sister's just, part there, didn't he? <laughs> this, is, this is just what's so weird about this, because I like this episode, but we're finding more unexplained, not necessarily plot holes, but more holes in this episode than we did in <laughs> Thirst, okay? There is so much that's not said in here that if you're not a follower of the Super Friends and you don't know, Wonder Twin Powers activate! You know, <laughs> form of a poorly described power. Um, <laughs> it's just not going to work to watch this. It, it, but it's still such a great scene because, like, Erica Durance is so good and you never get to see her in these serious moments on the show. And I think season nine was the first time they tried that with her and we got a lot more in season ten. But it's just totally against her type. But I, I love that this is like a spin-off episode for her. And as you said... Clark's willing to let her die. Like, there's a thousand you could have done. Think about the uh, the one we covered, Obsession, with Alicia. Mm, you know, Alicia. He, he could have let her die right Yeah, He could have let her die right there, but he. Uh, let me burn the cameras up. What if he had used his laser heat to create an explosion across the street so everybody turned away and then he just quickly grabs it or something? I mean, there's, he could have done anything. He could have used his freeze breath to freeze her hands to that metal rod and there's <laughs> yeah he's willing to let her die and then all of a sudden oh there's fog there now i can do something and then um, and she's so relaxed about that isn't she at the end the fact that again pretty much let him let her die yeah <laughs> yeah i don't want you to spoil your secret clark um it, it it also reminded me of superman 2 the movie you know where lois mm. is so convinced he's superman that she's willing to like throw herself off of a building in one version of the movie and then 
uh, throw herself off Niagara Falls in the other one or whatever. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there's some cool little throwbacks in this. But, I mean, it's still an effective scene, even though nothing about it makes sense at all. What did, did, look, again, refresh my memory. Does, she, she doesn't find out across Smallville, does she, that he's Superman? Well, she no, she does at the end of this season. Um, I, if I remember right, the the final episode, the finale of this season, she actually saw him without him realizing, and then she spent half of season ten not telling him she knew who he was, and then the other half actually, you know, them both knowing. And what? Why? Again, maybe I'm just reading too much into this, but why is he so willing to like let Chloe find out eventually and Pete find out, but not Lois? Is it because she's a reporter? Is it because she's Lois? I mean, what is what is yeah. the deal? I'm apparently Jerry Seinfeld now. Um, <laughs> well. If we ever move past the random episodes and we cover Alicia's other two episodes, which we totally mm. need to do, uh, in there we'll find out, you know, what Chloe basically found out about his powers. And again, Clark didn't even realize it. So it's kind of just a trend that, you know, people find out and Clark wishes he could keep it a secret. What I find funnier is that he has no problem revealing himself to the Wonder Twins, these kids <laughs> that are basically con- committing internet fraud and stealing his identity. <laughs> And he's like, nah, you can know who I am. And yet Lois, no, can't trust her. And it's the scene when Chloe, like, and he's there in the watchtower, whatever, and um, whatever the boy's name is. What did you say his name was? Jay or something? Or Jan, that too. Um, oh, I'm going to tweet this. And <laughs> Chloe's like, you better not tweet that. Okay, won't do it. Like, I mean, they're teenagers. They're going to, like, not bay people. Like, come on. Can I, can I tell you the other funny thing about this is that the Wonder Twins, when they're like, uh, uh, you know, Clark and Lois, they're about to die. And then I can't remember which one said, said it. It's like, but Chloe said, we're supposed to stay here. <laughs> like, why are they obeying? Like, she's their mom all of a sudden. These yeah. are like these orphan teenagers. They barely met this girl. She's locking them up against their will. It's like, oh, we got to save two great people from dying. Wait, but Chloe said not to move, okay? We don't disobey Chloe. Because in the world of Smallville, not only is everybody really attractive, the police force suck, and the teenagers listen to their adults. Like, that is the world we live in, in Smallville. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, what else have we got to talk about in this episode? Is there really anything? I mean, we'll get to the kiss at the end. That's obviously um, yeah. a pretty big deal. Uh, I like the, was it, when she goes back to therapy, the point of therapy is to learn about yourself. I mean, we should mention the whole, like, phone call thing with the... Um, you know, the, the, there's the blur on the phone when uh, Clark's right there. And I love the, the scene with Clark and, and Chloe when Clark's like, how did you pretend to be the blur? It's a voice changer thing. It's not that hard. I mean, for God's sakes, it makes you the blur. Like, I mean, <laughs> sure we can do a bit of editing and make Colin and I literally sound the same at the end of this episode. It really, is Clark that dumb? Well, I think it's more funny for me that Chloe has crossed a line where she is recording every phone call of every person in the city, and she thinks this is okay. Yeah, exactly. But yet, stealing Clark's identity for a blog is wrong. <laughs> no, it's definitely wrong. Um, so, yeah, well, I guess the final scene's pretty cute, isn't it? Like, the whole... The, Clark gets awesome. his glasses. There we go. There's our iconic Clark Kent wearing glasses at the Daily Planet. The greatest superhero disguise ever. Uh... <laughs> You know, yeah. just put that curly bit hey, of hair. <laughs> you know, we haven't talked about this, but I've argued this, and it's funny because I ended up seeing it come up in some movie or something, and I have argued this for like 20 years now when people are like, that's so lame. And my argument for that is always, it's not the glasses, it's his persona. 
That's the disguise, which is why the glasses are brought in here to make him more. But I think I, I can't remember if it's this season or season 10 where they make him more bum. They say you need to act like a bit more of a, an idiot because people are just going to put two and two together just with glasses on. It's, it's basically like if Superman looked exactly like Ben Waterworth. Well, let's be honest. And he even does. Without, <laughs> and even without uh, glasses, you look exactly like Superman. Is there a person in the world that's going to believe you really are Superman? Or are they like, you kind of look like Superman, but there's no way you could be. How do you know my secret? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just wear a fat suit. Let me tell you, uh, <laughs> let me tell you another funny story about um, my days of watching Smallville and Superman as well. Um, I, uh, I was living for about six months with my sister and her family, and uh, she had two boys at that point who were, I think, only two or three years old. And I successfully I would show them pictures of Superman, and I would tell them, that's me. <laughs> and it got to the point where they'd be out in public, and they would see like a poster for Superman. They're like, it's Uncle Colin! <laughs> and they actually believed that it was me somehow. Well, I mean, I often get you confused with Superman as well, so... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it's, yeah, I mean, okay, fair enough. But, I mean, there's actually there's that, that Jimmy Kimmel skit when he, like, puts himself in Batman vs. Superman when you've got uh, uh, Henry Cavill and Ben Affleck having the conversation from Batman vs. Superman, and all of a sudden it's like, hey, he, like, takes his glasses off. It's like, you look like Superman, takes his glasses off. Hey, I wrote a Superman! And then at one point he, like, he accidentally covers half of um, Ben Affleck's face, and he's like, hang on a minute, you're Batman! <laughs> and then, like, they end up, like... <laughs> They, they get so pissed at him that Superman, or like Henry Cavill, picks him up and shoves him to Mars, where uh, Matt Damon is there from, uh, what was the movie he was in when he was in Mars? Um, so then, yeah. so then like, Jimmy Kimmel's stuck on Mars with Matt Damon. It's really funny. It's on YouTube. Look it up. Um, yeah. The other the other thing, just in defense, I'm just going to sit here defending what people poke holes in my Superman, but um, nobody has seen the blur, and... Even in terms of Superman, I mean, it's not like he does photo shoots. <laughs> Lois has met him a couple of times, but if you don't see him on the cover of Time Magazine. If you do, it's like a blurry... It's like that, that scene in Superman Returns I always like because it's more realistic for what you'd see in the newspapers. We're like, what's that thing there? And they're pointing. It's like, I think it's a bird. No, it's a plane, you know? <laughs> because you real pictures of Superman, you're not going to be able to tell who he is. He, he, you know, he's, he, Clark Kenny's no Peter Parker. He can't take photos of him and sell it to the Daily Bugle. You know, he's the, he's the yeah. man with the word. He's no photographer, you know. So. <laughs> Jimmy Olsen is. He could have just paired up and revealed the secret to him, not exactly. the Wonder Twins. Exactly. Uh, what are they the- going to do for him? We get- Turn into a cougar and form an ice sled? <laughs> Make him wet? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Back to the first scene, which before we go, can I just point out, Smallville Wiki, as we pointed out, the opening line of the recap says, Lois wakes up unclothed and <laughs> stares out the window <laughs> they've gone into a lot of detail in this episode actually this is wow this is huge recap we should have just read this word for word we would have just, yeah. okay let's start this episode again lois wakes up <laughs> unclothed and stares unclothed. out the window clark comes up behind her telling her that he wished he had more time the two began kissing while the red sun shines between behind them lois is daydreaming at work um so yeah the the closing scene uh shall we read the closing scene however during the kiss lois again has a vision seeing clark and the red sun metropolis being enslaved by tyranny and chloe lying lifeless on the ground finally lois faints in clark's arms let's all be honest if we kiss tom willing we would also faint in his arms uh, <laughs> but it's, uh... i, I want to point out there's uh 
this scene, I always thought it was the same scene. I get it mixed up because there's the one here with the glasses where Lois is putting on the glasses and kind of flirting with him. And then she stands on the box. And then there's another scene, I think, in season 10 where they officially do hook up. And I reminded my wife of it. And she flipped out like, you know, a, a, a teenage girl at a Twilight movie. Like she absolutely <laughs> loved the scene where Clark and Lois eventually do hook up. Just showing the power of this show on both men and women. Because Lois basically jumps on him in the exact same file room. Like, literally jumps the man and he falls on the ground. It, I mean, and it, I mix those two scenes up. It is kind of a, a cool scene, though. Like, And we get the little leg kick, the leg raise up as well. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, it, it's, it's well done because it's, it's kind of like... You know, shows, I guess, that have that sexual tension between characters for a long time and then, you know, they're finally, they get together. You know, it's a pretty, you know, big moment and I guess kind of what this is technically sort of that moment. But then it's always, you know, there always seems to be something that ruins that moment, isn't there? You know, like, I remember obviously the X-Files movie when Mulder and Scully are about to finally kiss and what happens? She gets stung by a bee and nearly dies in Antarctica. So, <laughs> that's often happened when you're about to kiss Gillian Anderson. <laughs> In the case of this, when Lois and Clark do eventually get together, it didn't jump the shark and get cancelled like Lois and Clark, the TV show. <laughs> it still had some life in it. What was the, the fact it was a moonlighting, wasn't it, when finally uh, Bruce Willis and uh, yeah. Sybil Shepherd hook up after Civil all those Shepherd. years? Uh, well, that's like the nanny when Mr. Sheffield... Oh, God, we're not getting back to the nanny again. This isn't 007. Um... I one thing I, I or just, a nip tuck where Joey Slotnick and a dog. Yes, I've just changed my profile picture, which nobody at home will be able to listen uh, see because this is a uh, audio and whatever. But like when it updates for Colin, I've updated it for the picture of Clark Kent's face kissing Lois at the moment, which is he's so shocked. He's like, "What the fuck?" It's actually a really because that was. Yeah, that was improvised. Tom Welling was not in on that being in the script. <laughs> yes. Ooh, I'm kissing Erica Durant. Oh, get it <laughs> off me. Um, I think we've covered it all, haven't we? Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll, yeah. yeah, yeah. Lois faints. Uh-oh, dramatic pause. What's happening to her? Uh, what actually does happen to her? <laughs> Refresh my memory. Why does she faint? <laughs> uh, well, it's just the flashes of the future, which I think was wiped from her memory or something like that. Yeah, there's a three-week memory back. something. I didn't get that bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But that's basically it. <laughs> cool. Or maybe just Sex Dreams of Tom Welling does that to everybody. Well, I mean, it happened to me this morning before I did this episode. I was <laughs> just like, ooh! Um, so that that was a Smallville Idol uh, coming soon, hosted by Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> <laughs> you could be next Smallville, next Idol. Who would be Smallville Idol? Like, <laughs> I'm going to say Pete. Well... <laughs> Lois and Chloe are the only ones I think who ever sang on the show. Oh, Lana um, didn't? Boo. <laughs> no, you know, I think Lana might. I, I know there was an episode that was like a weird flashback to the 1920s and somebody was singing that. That might have been Lois again, actually. <laughs> so Lois does all the singing on this. Lois is Smallville Idol. Of course, there is definitely an, an episode where they flashback to the 20s. Why wouldn't there be? Uh, <laughs> what are we doing with this episode? Are we buying it, renting it, or binning it? Um... You know, I I love the idea of an all Lois episode, but there's things about this episode that just don't work. Um, everything with Lois is great. It, it could have benefited from having maybe a few other actors on the show or a better explanation of the Wonder Twins. So overall, I'd say it's probably a renter. It's not bad like Thirst, even though there are some problems with this that even Thirst didn't have. But it's over. It's worth watching. It's still kind of fun. 
Yeah, I was tempted to almost bin it just because it was this, that, and everything else. But, you know, I can't do that with a lowest end episode like this. So, yeah, Um, I'm going to rent it too. So, um, let's get to our local blockbuster and do all that sort of stuff. Um, (laughs) Because they probably still would have this on the shelf if there's any still existing. Um, This has been fun. We're we're kind of going to close off our Smallville random rewatch just for a little bit at least anyway. It's kind of just been almost a bit of an experiment, so to speak, to see how this would work. And and we've enjoyed doing it. I think what we're going to do is we might look at potentially doing a a weekly episode of sort of a random rewatch where we get you, the listener, to maybe give us a a, a show that, and potentially one that maybe Colin and I would have never seen, a random episode, and we will recap it. So to complete confuse the shit out of you so to all the fans of uh i don't know the vampire diaries um pretty little liars girl meets world girl meets world um i mean you know noah and i did this on survivor oz with uh that that stupid beauty whatever the fuck show it was make me over or um i can't even remember what it was called it was that sexy back (laughs) that's it bringing sexy back how did i forget that one um so please don't make us watch another episode of bringing sexy back that was torture (laughs) Uh, so we'll, we'll post up on our social media about that because we can have a lot of fun with that. But what we're kind of going to be doing in the in the few weeks now in terms of TV episodes, uh, so Nick and I, you haven't heard Nick's voice yet, but he's part of the Oz Network, formerly of Survivor Oz. We've uh, started doing a recap rewatch of Nip Tuck. And what is actually the case with that is we're doing that in order, people. So we're starting from episode one, season one, and moving forward. And as we discuss in that one, it might even be a case where you might listen to an episode and want to watch it as well. We're not spoiling you for future episodes episode so colin you might be able to sit down and finally watch nip tuck and tune into our episodes to listen to it and also one that i'm so excited for that i know nobody's going to listen to because nobody <laughs> knows that the show exists and ever existed my favorite tv show of all time is a show called third watch i have found someone after searching my entire life to podcast with me about third watch and it's more of a passion project of mine that, again, nobody's going to listen to. But I don't care because I get to talk to somebody else about it. Uh, so stay yeah. tuned for that as well. But we've got other things coming. Uh, excited. More movies. Maybe more interviews. Uh, who knows? And, Everything else in between. And, I mean, again, like I think we're surprised with how many downloads these Smallville random episodes are getting. Um, so it's something we can definitely bring back at some point in the future. Maybe... Not on a weekly basis. Maybe we do it on a monthly basis. Maybe we cover, you know, once every couple months. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's something we'd definitely be interested in continuing. And if the third watch ones can hit double digits, then we know it's been renewed for season two. And you'll never hear Smallville again. Oh, God, if we get double digits, I'm going to have a party. I'm I'm literally going to fly you out from Winnipeg. Like, we got 11 listeners! (laughs) I will say I did see... I think a couple of episodes in the first season of Third Watch when it first came out, and I don't have a lot of memories of it, but it might be something worth watching and going in with, like, uh, no memory of it whatsoever just to check it out. I mean, just a quick selling point with Third Watch. I've got to try at least. But, I mean, it's it's a very character-driven show, particularly maybe for the first five seasons. You know, kind of goes a bit airy in the six, but a lot of shows do. But, I mean, it was kind of just... I I felt a unique show where it's a character-driven show on a a show which is essentially, you know, cops, paramedics, and firefighters all working together. So it's a lot of focus on the jobs, but they do it very successfully in really making it about the characters despite the fact that, you know, you can make episodes about what they're doing as their jobs. So um, it's it's, it's fascinating, and it's, it's really good. And this is a show where a lot of these actors kind of have 
faded into obscurity and they generally are just in shows like, hey, it's such and such, it's such and such. And there are some great actors in Third Watch that I am ashamed of never really gone on. And the only ones really that have ever gone on to do things, Bobby Cannavale, Kim Raver, mm-hmm. uh, Nia Long. I mean, she was kind of big before she was in Third Watch and then she was still big when she kind of left it. Um, and there's a few here and there that have done things. Um, but yeah, that's coming soon to the Oz Network. Oh. Look forward to that. Unlike Smallville, a show where seemingly every single actor is a model, yeah, <laughs> uh, part time as they're working. Well, I, I don't know if you've ever looked up a picture of Skip Suttoth who played Sully. I mean, as attractive as he is, I don't think he would be walking the catwalks <laughs> of Milan anytime soon. <laughs> so, um, you just gave massive props to Skip. Uh, I'm sure he's listening to this. <laughs> but uh, coming soon, as always, subscribe to us on iTunes. It's the easiest way to go about it. And remember to rate us, leave us feedback. We also are now officially on Stitcher, and you can uh, download the episodes there if you use an Android device theoznetwork.net all episodes are up there like us on facebook follow us on twitter and we always appreciate your support that you have been giving us and we look forward to bringing you more fantastic episodes coming soon across the network but let's close out this episode my name is ben and i would happily activate some superpowers if it meant i could touch your ring (laughs) and this is colin in the form of an ice podcaster and i think (laughs) We need to go out together in unison, deactivating our wonder powers in three, two, one. Powers What Colin said. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.